everyone. This is Florence Brummer. I am your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners, and I discuss time management and lifestyle tips. I have lived in Phoenix since 1999, and 10 months after I moved to Phoenix, I became an attorney. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance and between work and life. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. I wanted to give you an update of what's been going on since I last talked to you, which was January 2nd, so right after New Year's, right after the holidays, but not back to work yet. When I say not back to work yet, that's kind of a misnomer because I never stopped working during the holidays. And I said this, I think, in my last two podcasts, which is it is a bummer when Christmas is on a Saturday. (laughs) I figured out that there really wasn't much of a break. I worked all the way up um, to Christmas. Uh, Christmas Eve, I I think I basically took off. Uh, That was a Friday. And then Saturday was Christmas. And then the Sunday was the 26th, which is usually a quiet day in the office, except it was a Sunday. And then so back on the 27th, and it was kind of a busy day. And all during that week, I went in and worked. I will admit it wasn't as bad as um, other weeks. And I ended up deciding not to see anyone during that week. But I was busy on the phone, and busy working on projects that were due right after the first of the year. So um, I decided like for my own sanity too, to not schedule time doing meetings during that week. And here's another thing that I found. When you schedule someone the week after Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year's, or a day that's a holiday that's not like a Christmas, like say a President's Day or MLK Day, on those days, if someone begs you to come in, you schedule the appointment, four out of five times they won't come in. They will cancel because they realize they don't want to. You know, they're, they've spent the whole weekend with their family or they've been relaxing or maybe they decided to go out of town and the chance to have a three-day weekend is a lot more appealing than going to meet with an attorney. And I was finding I just needed that day to not schedule anything. There's so few days like that what are there, 12 federal holidays during the year, 12 days out of 365 days. Like I think I can get by without having meetings on that. The other things, those are not court days. And for many years, I was a judge pro tem in the city of Scottsdale. And I would work those holidays because the judges didn't really want to. And once I stopped doing that, where I just got too busy to submit another application to be a judge pro tem. Actually, I did it for 10 years. And 
when I stopped doing it, I realized how much I enjoyed having those three-day weekends. And I don't travel on a three-day weekend. That's sort of a rule for me because I've noticed that lots of other people will be gone during that time. And so usually things are pretty quiet. Although I would say this last weekend, this is um, MLK weekend and Arizona seemed to be hopping, but it's a beautiful time of year. So maybe we have people from out of town actually spending their extended weekend here. So in any event, I wanted to catch you up on the last two weeks. So when I talked to you last, it was January 2nd. So the day before going back and my daughter was off of school on January 3rd, which was a bit of a break for me because in addition to my busy schedule, my uh, daughter is in high school, my youngest daughter, and she starts school at 7.30. So my husband takes her to school a bunch, but because of my type of personality, I want to make sure that she's up and has everything she needs, even if I'm not the one who's taking her to school that day. And many times I take her to school also. So I have to make sure I'm up by 6 or 6.20. And this is counting days where I, I don't have anything scheduled in the morning, where I could technically sleep in if I didn't have a teenage daughter. So on the days where she has school, I have to get up at 6 or 6.20 to get her up. And I put in my contacts and I throw on some sweats if I'm the one taking her. And then after she's off at school, then I get ready for my day. And if I have a day where I have 8.30 court, then I'm up at 5 and um, I'm getting her up you know, where I've been up for a couple of hours already. So on the third, she didn't have school. So that was nice. But my problem was I had a full day. So everything that I had been pushing off in terms of appointments from that week before were catching up for me on the third. So basically the days where I was scheduling block appointments was the third, the fifth, and the sixth. And I had court hearings on all three of those days. And I scheduled meetings like before and after them. And when I talk about your goals for the day, I'll discuss why I do that. So the first thing I had on Monday morning, I had a court hearing. And I had to go into the office and get ready. And, and Monday, like the calls were starting, like things were crazy. So it just was a very, very busy week. I was tired at the end of the week. But the week of the third, I believe, was nothing compared to the week of the 10th. That week kicked my butt. It's the week we just finished. I had court, so I had had no court on the 10th, which was Monday. But the 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th, I had court every day. Uh, one day, I had two hearings at the same time, and my associate handled one hearing in her office, and I handled the other hearing in the conference room. I physically had to go downtown on Friday for a lengthy hearing. And when that hearing was over, I had to jump in my car and um, attend another hearing and drive to another court to drop off a decree. And it was crazy. And the worst day of the week being January 13th. It wasn't Friday the 13th. It was Thursday the 13th. But it was a day 
that stunk. I had a trial in the morning and it settled like very, very last minute. So I'm like, great, this is a great way to start the day. And after that, it just spiraled after that. I got hit with some bad news on a case. I had meetings nonstop from, let me see, it was from noon to four, where people were just coming in one after another, or I had telephone meetings. And my ones from 12 to two, they were, I um, volunteer for a clinic, and you give up to 30 minutes. And I do this like once a quarter. And every call took 30 minutes. And I didn't leave my chair for five hours. And I had a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. I had scheduled myself for a five o'clock cycle class. And my sister-in-law was going to come with me. And um, she ended up deciding not to go. And everything was so busy that I ended up leaving my office like 4.30. So I had 30 minutes to go home and change, get to the cycle class, which is not next to my house. It's about 15 minutes. And then the parking is sometimes it's fine. And sometimes it's not great. When I got there, there was actually a spot right in front, which rarely ever happens. So that was really nice. But um, I walked in a couple minutes late to the class. And here's one thing I will tell you about the cycle classes. When I sit down for them, and I feel like all this stress on my shoulders. And I actually sort of cried a little bit when I got home because it was everything all at once all day long. And I came home and I don't know, my husband said something to me and I was just like, my day was so bad. And and now I'm going to the cycling class and he's like, it's fine. It's okay. Like, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. And I just felt like, almost felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest, just all this stress. And, and, you know, not only is it work, of course, but the everything happening in the world right now, um, you know, this Omicron variant, it seems like everyone is getting it. My brother called me a couple days ago. He has it. Now his daughter has it. Now his girlfriend isn't feeling well. And thankfully, it's not the worst. They're describing it more as a bad cold, which a lot of people are saying that's what it feels like. But still, I mean, we've had this weight on our shoulders for two years now about COVID. And it just isn't ending. And it just keeps going on and on and on. So there's that too, you know, and on Thursday, it all hit me all at once. And then the problem was, was Friday morning, I had to get up at five in the morning, because I had to drive downtown. And I have my trial briefcase with all my documents in it. And it just was a lot. And I'm getting ready for a jury trial. And this is a trial that's been pushed off 
for actually a couple of years because of COVID. We were supposed to have our trial in 2020 um, in the spring, and it would get pushed off every couple of months. And now we are at the beginning of March for it, and it actually seems like it's going to go. But that was a big topic of conversation for this hearing, which was, here's how we're doing the trials. This is what you can expect. Also, this changes every day. So it may not be the same when you get here, but this is what's happening now. So it was a ton of information. But when it was over, I was like, wow, okay, that like went great. I feel educated by the judge. We had a good dialogue with the judge. Uh, opposing counsel is a nice person, even though our positions are very opposed. He's nice enough to deal with. And so I walked out of there pretty happy. But I had 14 minutes to get into my car and call into another court and start a hearing. So when I first called into the court, I was in a parking garage. So I'm just nervous that the judge is not going to be able to hear me. Actually, the judge was running a couple of minutes late. So I was on the street by the time the judge was able to speak to me. And then I had to head to another court. So I did this one while I was on the phone. And when I pulled into the spot at the other court, was able to finish the last five minutes of, of that hearing. So it was just a ton. And then I went into the office and sat in my chair basically from 12 to about 5.30. And from 12 to maybe 2, I was helping... Um, the Arizona Women Lawyers Association, they do if a Arizona women's lawyer is uh, applying for uh, to be a judge, they will do mock interviews. And very last minute, they had sent out an email. And it's something I like to do. And I know it really helps the applicants. And it's kind of a fun thing to do. And I signed up in the only slot that I had open, which was noon to two on Friday, but it was all butted up against my court hearing. So it was just so much in one day. And then um, the phone was ringing off the hook like all afternoon. And then around 3.30, it just stopped. And I returned the rest of my calls, but I still had a stack of things that I had to go through. So I didn't end up getting home till about 5.30 or 6. And I'll tell you, I was exhausted. Both Friday night and Saturday night, I slept 10 hours each. My mind was burnt out. And on Saturday night, I was dreaming about work. In my dream, I filled out the answers to interrogatories. <laughs> like, what a boring dream. Like, what kind of dream is that? But that's where my mind has been. It's just work, work, work. So those are my last two weeks. And then Saturday was my beacon of light that I was waiting for because I had rented out a theater for the new Scream, um, aka Scream 5, although it's technically the name is just Scream. Um, and was very, very excited to uh, see that movie, which I will review at the end of the podcast. 
But the topic I wanted to talk about today, and as you can see from the last two weeks, it was on my mind quite a bit. And it's, what are your goals for the day? And just to throw one more last thing in there about these last two weeks, I got a new phone. My phone was kind of getting slow. It was the iPhone X, which I guess is technically the 10. And I really liked it. It still worked really great. I've been very lucky with my phones. I I would like to say it's me who takes good care of them, but maybe I've just been really lucky. And they've lasted me like a long period of time. But I could tell it was getting slower. And someone who is not so good with their phone is my youngest daughter. So her last phone, she dropped into the toilet. Yes, she dropped it into the toilet. And it has not worked since. So she hasn't had a phone for a while. And so I thought, well, I don't really want to get her a new phone because what if this one goes in the toilet or somewhere else? And so I thought, well, mine's getting older. I think they're up to the 13s now. And this is a 10. So that would be the better fit for her to have mine and then me get a new phone, especially because so much of my work I am doing on the phone right now. So much more than I ever imagined. I honestly was a holdout for a long time on things that people have been doing for forever. I did not keep my calendar on my phone until the last year. And now I'm obsessed with having my calendar on my phone. It's so easy. If I'm in court and the judge wants to check a date, I don't have to call back to the office. I can look at my phone. If I put something on my calendar at the office, it syncs to my phone. If I put it on my phone, it syncs to the office. It's so easy. And I, on my the hearing that I went to on Friday, I got there a tiny bit early. Traffic was amazing. I think a lot of people maybe were off for the day or... I don't know. You know, I I really can't say. I don't think I had to stop once on the 17. Um, Maybe people were taken off for a long weekend. I'm not sure. It just was smooth sailing. And so I got there early and I did my setup and looked over what I needed to look over and had a couple of minutes. So I went on my work emails on my phone, which I wasn't able to do. Well, I could do it, but basically I'd have to log in to an app and go to my desktop and then look at them. And they'd be teeny tiny because they would be on my um, desktop. And so now I can just, they're synced to my iPhone and I can answer them. And I won't answer all of them, obviously, but some where I can do two or three sentences or two or three words, if that's the answer I can do, then I can answer it quickly and then get through some emails uh, while I was sitting and doing and waiting otherwise. So um, the only stress about the new phone was I was so nervous that it all wasn't going to sync onto my new phone. Because I said to... um, my sister-in-law slash assistant, I said, we're going to do this on a day when 
I'm in the office. I'm not giving my daughter my phone until I am 100% that everything from that phone is on this phone. And so we switch over and everything pops up and it's amazing. It's like everything is all there. Everything is logged in. Like I'm as happy as can be. And then I need to check the one thing that I'm really, really concerned about is my calendar and my work emails. And it doesn't work. It just was not syncing up. So I had to get on the phone with the cloud-based company that handles that for me. And it took about 45 minutes. So that was just one of the things that sort of threw off my day. And I think that was on the Thursday from hell. All right. So sometimes you can't predict everything or plan for everything. Like the thing with the phone. All seemed perfect until the thing that I really needed wasn't on there. But every day I do try to have goals for my day. And I came up with a little bit of a checklist on your daily goals. So number one is focus on the essential. What are your projects that have to be done? And so for instance, as I was getting ready, as I was working this week, I have an appeal that I'm working on. It's due in a couple of weeks. Um, but I've been getting uh, to the transcript whenever I can. But then I had this pretrial conference coming up on Friday, and I have not touched this case in close to a year because we really got pushed off. Because at the last hearing that we had, there was sort of jury trials, but you had to wear a mask the entire jury trial and it would have gone during the summer and ultimately it just got pushed off, which I was glad because the thought of being in a mask for 10 hours a day while trying to argue a case and ask witnesses questions did not appear to be very productive to me, especially when it would be 110 degrees outside. So when it got pushed, I was pretty happy. And when it did get pushed, I planned a trip to Legoland and took the grandkids. So it was like especially nice. But the point is, during this week, I had to focus on that case. Like I had not looked at this case in a while. And I just started bringing home, I was carrying pieces of the file with me everywhere. And one night, I actually spent over two hours in the bathtub reading over the case and planning out my checklist for the court. Because I that was the priority because I had the hearing coming up on Friday. Another tip that I do is I end each day with a planning session. And I don't always do this like at the end of the workday. Sometimes I'll do it at the end of my day, like before I'm going to bed, where I'm thinking about the next day. And, you know, ideally, I'm doing this at the end of the workday. But sometimes it's just so busy 
and you need to get home and maybe you have an exercise class and you need to do dinner and everything is hectic from about 5.30 to 8.30 and you probably don't have time to sit down and work. But if I, if I don't have time earlier, before I go to bed, I'll pull out my phone or my laptop and I'll just plan what needs to be done over the next day. And often what I'll do is I'll print out the calendar for the day. Um, I don't do it every day, but I'll especially do it on days where I have a lot of meetings in court because it's really nice to have it on one sheet of paper and then cross things off. And I also use the sheet of paper to make notes on the calendar. Like sometimes I need to do an entry for something I need to do on the case. Um, and it's easy just to put it on the calendar. And then before I toss that page, I'll pull anything off of it that I need to do. I don't always do this for the next day. Like I always do it for the next day. But sometimes when I'm doing these planning sessions, I will, a few times a week, I'll look ahead over the next couple of days, or I'll look ahead over the next seven days, or maybe the next few weeks. And if I really have a moment to think about it, I'll look over the next few months. And the reason why I do this is because I want to see what my calendar appears to look like over the next couple of months. It's always... about eight weeks ahead is always just jam packed. And then you look, you know, like four months ahead, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, my calendar so open. It never stays that way, of course. But when you're looking at um, the next few weeks, and you're seeing when it's busy, you can just kind of think about what can I do to make things easier during this time? Like, for example, if you know you have a really busy Tuesday coming up, maybe you try to keep when I'm sorry, keep Monday as open as possible so that you're not dying on Tuesday. Like, things like that. Also, I try to think of my this is sort of go, go with uh, goes with focus on the essential, which is picking goals for the day. Don't pick more than three or five goals because you're never going to get to it all. So for instance, I might have something for my goals that will say, so I'll have my calendar, you know, and it'll have uh, meetings in court. And that might be the only thing I can get to that day. But I always try to have on a, a busy day, I try to have smaller goals. And on a day with less appointments, sort of bigger goals. So if I have meetings all day, and maybe I'm just getting smaller breaks in between these meetings, my goals might be Number one, write a demand letter. Uh, Two, write a detailed email to a client about what's coming up for the trial. Three, draft a representation agreement. They might be very small goals where the total amount of time I need is, say, two or three hours. If I have a day where it's not so scheduled, my goals are going to be a lot bigger. Um read through a transcript for an appeal, continue research on opening brief, uh, things like that. 
So always make sure you have those goals. And then of course, they have to be planned around whatever deadlines are coming up. Another thing to do is block off time on your calendar for when you'll get work done. I have said this so many times that at the office, I really can't get work done because it's too busy. When I'm at the office, I'm doing court hearings, I'm doing meetings, staff needs to talk to me, the mail is coming in, I'm sitting at my desk where there's emails, it's hard to get stuff done. So sometimes you just have to block time off. I tend to do this when um, mornings are a good time to do that. And sometimes I'll go into the office later because I won't have the things at the office that are just staring me in the face. Instead, I can stay at home and, you know, focus on a transcript for a couple of hours and hide in my room or hide in the office at the house, whatever may be. My only problem with this now is that my grandchildren live with me (laughs) and one goes to daycare. So he's gone out the door first thing in the morning, but one is home all day with his mother and he will come find me. So that can be a problem. A thing that I really, really used to like to do, and I cannot remember the last time I did this, is I used to sit in coffee shops and breakfast places and sit with my work and work in huge chunks of time and drink so much coffee, like a crazy amount of coffee. I haven't done that in forever, and I really, really want to get back to it because it also works as like a little bit of a treat. Like if you can sit and have some oatmeal and it's delicious or some fruit and some yogurt or whatever it is you want to eat, you know, eggs, toast, whatever, whatever it is you like, avocado toast, whatever, maybe I'm getting hungry. Um, You can have a little treat. You can have your coffee, you can have your juice and then get work done. It feels almost, I don't know, the word I keep thinking of is feels almost like a treat because you're getting some nourishment, you're relaxing a little bit in the sense that you're sitting in a restaurant and you're also getting work done. I need to get back to that ASAP. But the the point is, is that you, you block off this time on your calendar so that you can get stuff done. In the opposite, I will do things and block, I will block meetings where I will do a ton of meetings all in one day. And usually I'll look at my calendar and I'll see, and a lot of this comes from uh, doing a lot of online court, which At this point, I'm like, I don't know how long this is going to last. It seemed like it was going to last forever, but it feels like more is going back in person, which honestly is kind of a bummer because every time I go to court, add an hour or two for travel, for travel, parking, all of that. And at the office, you eliminate that, which puts more time in in your day. So what I've done is like, say, for instance, I have a 9am court um, telephonic or virtual hearing. 
and it's going to last till 10. I'll start like building blocks. I'll put meetings one after another. So then I'll start at 10. And then depending on how long I need to meet with someone, sometimes I do 30-minute meetings, sometimes I do 45-minute meetings, and then sometimes an hour. And I'll do as many as I can on that day. And then I've gotten a bunch of meetings out in a big block. And I know I've said this before, and I will tell you the most inefficient way that I used to do meetings, and it always had me, I didn't know if I was coming or going. So if someone would call, they would say, hi, Florence, I would like to meet with you. And I would say, when would you like to come in? And they would say, tomorrow at one. And I would say, it's open, come on in. And I really wouldn't think about, am I supposed to be working on a brief at that time? Do Am I coming from another court hearing? And am I going to be rushing? I would just see the opening and put someone in. In the alternative, if someone would say, well, I'll just take your next available, and I would say, tomorrow at nine. And again, not thinking about, am I supposed to be working on something? Am I going to be distracted by a new consult when I have a project with a deadline? And of course, people coming in and having questions is very important. I and mean, this is my bread and butter, having clients come in and them hiring me. But at the same time, I have found that if I can kind of bunch it together, like bunch my work together or bunch my consults together, I just think it's more efficient. The days when I have eight or 10 meetings is a horrible day for me. I'm exhausted at the end of it, but I've gotten a lot of people in and out of the office and have taken care of a lot of business that way. And also on the days where I'm working on a project in a four hour block, it's a lot more efficient than if there there was meetings scattered throughout that time period. The next tip is put things where you need them. And this one I have to be very cognizant about. So I have a big bag that I put my laptop in and then I put my files for the day, any work that I need to take home, chargers, notepads, pens, and then there can be miscellaneous things in it. I almost always carry my laptop, but sometimes I'll also carry my tablet if I need that too. If I need to... Um, bring some sort of reading material that I need. Uh, Like for example, a lot of times my Arizona attorney magazine is in there because I will look at my calendar and I'll see you're going to have 30 minutes where you're going to be sitting in a hallway. That would be a good time to look at that. Sometimes I'll put some professional books in there. Um, Sometimes I'll put stuff that I need for errands. Like if I need to file something when I'm at the court, that'll be in my bag. Um, what else? Oh, I make sure that my phone has whatever it needs on it as well. Like if I need certain phone numbers or certain emails, like whatever I need, make sure I have for the next day. This one I've kind of already covered, but I'll 
just kind of go back to it a little bit. So on your work that is a big project, like something you really need to think about, or something that's going to be you need like maybe a couple of hours or at least an hour, find your time of day that is best for you. For me, it is usually mornings. And sometimes it is later in the evening. In the mid part of the day, you know, anything from, say, 11 to 3, maybe 4, that is when you're getting like the bulk of your phone calls, the bulk of your emails. So for your work that requires high concentration, find the time of the day that works best for you. My guess is it's few people that midday is going to be the best because there's just so much going on. My my daughter, for instance, gets off of school at 2.15. So when she gets off of school, there is figuring out who's picking her up that day and does she have an after-school activity. So there's all this other stuff going on besides working. The majority of people, you do get... For phone calls, they're the people who call first thing in the morning, you know, 8 a.m. And they're calling. Those, I think, are not the majority of the people. I think the majority of the people are getting into their day and then they're calling. And then just all of a sudden, as the day gets a little bit later, you're, you're, the phone is ringing off the hook. And then around 4-ish the phones seem to um, slow up. Sometimes not. Like sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, it's 530 and this phone is still ringing. Like what's going on? But figure out, you know, the time of the day for you, what works for you. I tend to be fresher in the morning and like to work on my big projects then. But again, at night can be an okay time when everything is quiet at the house and maybe I can bring some work home and work in my room and have some quiet. Um, Time periods during the weekend can work as well. Although please make sure that you have some time to yourself on the weekend. And I'm not just saying that to you. (laughs) I'm also saying it to myself. My weekends have been a blur for the last couple of weeks. I've had so much overflow work that I'm bringing stuff home. Like this weekend, I had some letters to write, um, some documents that I needed to review, and I brought home a stack of work. And then I actually went to the office for an hour today because I just had so much things that were just beating down my door. And a lot of it was just the product of this week. I had so many court hearings that it was crazy. In any event, that leads me to my last um, tip, which is make sure that you schedule self-care and personal things into your schedule. I've told this story before, but there was a time where I did not go to the doctor for five years. No doctor at all. I think I was still, I was going to the dentist because my whole life I've always done that where I've gone to the dentist every six months. But the doctors, I wasn't going to at all. If I was sick, I wasn't going. If I needed a checkup, I wasn't going. I just 
wasn't going. I kept figuring, well, when things slow down, I'm going to go to the doctor. And it wasn't happening. So make sure you build this into your schedule. And over the month of January, here's just an assortment of the types of appointments that I have um, scattered throughout my calendar. So I um, have a massage scheduled in January. Uh, I had a facial last week. My cycling classes, which are, um, you know, generally anywhere between um, 5, 6, 6.30. So they're after hours, but I do make sure those are built into my schedule. Uh, having a dinner with your family, something a little bit more special than, you know, a lot of times we'll do veggie burgers or something at home. I'm not talking about that. That's kind of everyday thing. But last weekend, my girls and I were talking about how good Indian food sounded. So we went and we got some Indian food and then brought some home as well. Schedule some special movies, like like really movies, not just a movie you've seen a million times and it's just kind of playing in the background, but sit down and watch a movie. Doctor and dentist appointments, make sure those appointments are scheduled. You have to take care of yourself. And also other personal things like you need to do. One thing I started working on this weekend was I started working on gathering information for my accountant to start doing my taxes. And I've, you know, I'm pretty organized that way. So like throughout the year, I have a folder of things that I have been keeping for when tax time comes. And then my accountant sends me a packet every year, which is like fill out this packet for this year's taxes. And I put that as a priority on stuff I need to do because I cannot have this issue hanging over my head. I want my taxes filed early. I want them out of the way. I don't want to think about them. Usually my taxes are filed by the first couple days of February. And when April comes around and everyone's scrambling, I'm not even thinking about it. And it is just something that is part of my self-care. Like I don't want to worry about that. So those are my tips for making sure that you remain productive and have goals for the day. I have a movie review. Oh, when um, I come back next time, I will hopefully, if all goes well, be telling you about Disneyland. I'm scheduled next weekend to take the grandkids to Disneyland. I have been going through emotions, arrangements, Uh, ranging from excitement to fear to apprehension (coughs) to extreme joy, like as I think about this trip. Super excited. I haven't been in Disneyland since 2019. I can't wait to see all the things that I love about Disneyland. I love like all the old Disney type things that are scattered throughout. There's the new Star Wars area. I've made reservations at restaurants that are hard to get reservations at. We have this really, really fun hotel room. I'm super excited about this. We're flying there so we don't have to drive. I'm feeling good about all this. And then the other flip of the coin is this is a a two-year-old and a (laughs) one-year-old. Their mothers are going to be there. 
my youngest daughter is going to be there. Uh, my son-in-law is going to be there. Like there's plenty of people going to be there, but it's still a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And on the flip side, we're going to be in one hotel room together. Maybe this isn't so fun. And then all this COVID stuff still going on. And I was talking to someone and they said my neighbors came back from Disneyland and had COVID. And uh, I'm just so tired of being scared and apprehensive about this, but we're going to try it um, and see what happens. So hopefully I'll have some great tips for you and some good stories and we all come back healthy and I, I can't say we'll come back rested. We'll probably come back exhausted, but, um, you know, everyone's getting really excited about it and looking forward to doing something different than we have done in the last couple of years. One uh, tip I'll give you about travel is when you go somewhere, get a little a book about it, about the place you're going to. And but don't buy it, go to the library and check it out. Because once you go to the place, what do you really need the book for again? I have done this with so many places that I've gone to. I usually read and, and sometimes I'll even places I've been to, I'll get a book. Um, I've done this for New York, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Disneyland. I'm looking at a Disneyland book right now. Savannah, Georgia. Um, trying to think of other places. San Francisco, like San Diego, like you name it, there's a book on it. And it just gives you tips and you can uh, Hawaii when I went to Hawaii, I got a book for there. You don't have to read the whole thing cover to cover, you can kind of flip through it and get some ideas. And this has been super beneficial to me. Every time I have done this, you, you, there's also maps. So you can just kind of get a visual of the lay of the land. So you're not so lost when you go there. I really, really recommend it, but don't spend the money. Go to the library. So worth it. Okay. Here is a movie review on a movie I really, really liked. Before I get to that, let me just talk about a couple of things. I'm still watching and just like that, I think next week is the final episode. I think it's only eight episodes. This is the sequel to Sex in the City. I am still not sure how I feel about it. I can't stop watching it. So I'm not so angry that I'm turning it off. Some of the storylines I like, I've liked the new characters that have been introduced. I really miss Samantha. Um, they killed off a character. If you're going to watch it, just stop listening. Like, stop listening right now. But they killed off Mr. Big. And um, Chris Noth, the actor, is now having legal problems, which I, as far as I understand it, have happened. The legal issues happened a long time ago, but the publicity about it arose after his character was killed off. There was supposed to be a scene in the last episode where he's brought back. I don't know if it was going to be a memory of Carrie's or what it was going to be, but now that's cut. So I'm kind of bummed about that because however you feel about what he's, what he's done, or, or, or I, I'm not even sure. I don't think there's anything that he's been, um, uh, 
I don't think he's been charged with anything, but the allegations are awful. They're terrible. Um, the character, I would like to see that wrapped up. So I'm a little disappointed about that. I know that's probably a little bit selfish, but um, so there's that. And some things are just weird. Like last week, um, Carrie threw up in the street and she was on a date and he was throwing up and they were side by side throwing up. And it was just kind of tasteless. I think it was supposed to be funny, but it was just gross. Um, they have Charlotte being like very annoying and she was always a like I've, I love the characters from Sex in the City. Miranda is still I think very much Miranda but her storyline is um, like she's back in school and and that's a little annoying like it, but sometimes I really like it when it's when they're together having lunch or dinner like I love those scenes they've been inserting a fourth person like a, a a rotating character has been going in there like it'll be different characters rotating some of the new characters will come in where it would used to be Samantha and some of the old characters are coming in and sitting there as the fourth person as well so I don't know like I just keep saying I don't know how I feel about the show but I keep watching it and I can't stop watching it. It gets released on Thursday night and every Thursday night I stay up late and um, and watch it. So I don't know if that's a, a ringing endorsement or what it is. But um, anyways, if you are a fan of it, I think you have to watch this. But like me, you might think it's a little bit weird and may also be bummed out a little bit but also like some things about it too. If you're looking for something to watch, The Last Duel is on HBO Max. I started that last night. It was a movie that's supposed to be really good. It has been good so far. Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Jodie Comer. I think I'm saying her name is right. I think I'm saying her name correctly. It's supposed to be very good. It is good so far. And I think the third act, it really kicks in. And I'm about halfway through it. So if you're looking for something new that was out at the movies recently, The Last Duel is available on HBO Max. Okay, and now here's my big one. I had rented out a theater last, last night, actually, for Scream. It's the new Scream. It's technically Scream 5, although the title of the movie is just Scream. I cannot begin to tell you the excitement in my family for this movie. Like We love the Scream movies. Up till the time that we saw it, we rewatched the four. We've been ranking the four. Uh, Here are some comments. I think one is always going to be the best. Um, And the other ones are good too. Although, you know, I think a lot of people would say two is probably their second favorite, but I might push that towards the bottom for me. The beginning of two, I think is amazing. The end with who the killers are, I'm sort of like meh on that one. The third one has a lot of really cool things about a movie inside a movie 
that is when they introduce the stab movies. So stab is the fictional telling of the scream movies, but inside the scream movies. So like scream is supposed to be a true story and there's a fictionalized account of it called stab that is being filmed within the in within scream three. And I think when you're watching Scream 3, they're filming Stab 3 and referring back to Stab 1 and Stab 2. Very meta. And that one I always thought was really cool. Uh, A lot of cool things on a soundstage, like stuff like that. 4 was good. 4 was um, about 10 years ago. And it has Emma Roberts in it. A lot of fun uh, young people. And um, I liked it quite a bit. And then the fifth one, so now we're 10 years later after Scream 4. And I was avoiding things like the plague. And if you are a huge Scream fan and you haven't seen this yet, just turn off the podcast and you can come back to this after you've seen Scream, the new one. So I didn't really know what to expect because I had been avoiding previews like The Plague. I saw a mini preview, which made it clear that Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette were back. And beyond that, it was very, like cut very fast. So you would see just glimpses of an actor for a second or glimpses of someone getting chased by ghost face, like things like that. Like you really, really didn't know what was going on. And then after that, I just avoided reading about it or watching any further previews. I didn't want to know anything about it. I wanted to be surprised. It was well worth it. My, there were times that my, like this movie is, is so special to us that my two oldest daughters were weeping during parts of the movie. Um, It had a really fun way of poking fun at itself. It also explained, in a way, why this wasn't called Scream 5. Um, In the Scream movies, they're always very self-referential to what the rules of horror movies are. There is a heartbreaking kill in it. I won't say more than that. Uh, It ends in a satisfying way. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can say. It went by very fast. Like usually in a movie, I'm always sort of thinking, I have so much to do at home. How much time? How much time is in this movie? And it was um, over, it felt like in a flash. My (laughs) two-year-old grandson was there. And not to really to watch screen, it was so his mother could watch it. And he was watching on her phone, uh, watching uh, his little, you know, shows on her phone. And for most of the movie, he was great until about two thirds to two thirds through the movie, he decided that he needed to run the whole, um, the whole movie theater, which was fine and great because I had rented out the theater and we had a nice crowd. My niece and her boyfriend and my, and my nephew showed up and my neighbors and, and, you know, a bit of their family showed up and my mom and dad were there. My brother has COVID, so he missed it. He has been having a tough time. He has COVID now. 
so you missed this movie. And a month ago, I rented out a theater a theater for Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, and he was sick with a fever and a bad cold then and missed that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm jinxing him by renting out these theaters. Maybe I should stop. But I highly recommend Scream. I don't know if critics will love it. I don't know if people who are not huge fans of Scream will love it. But it definitely felt like a love letter to people who love the Scream movies. It went back to the beginning, poked fun at itself, was really, really good. So a movie that I'm happy with, I was listening, I was listening to the film vault and they were saying, they haven't seen it yet. And they were saying, oh, it's probably going to be bad because of the release date. And maybe, like I said, maybe critics won't love it, but I liked it quite a bit. The um, kills were brutal, like heartbreaking brutal. And I know loving horror, people must think that I love seeing that stuff. Like I must love the blood and, and, and the gore. I really don't. It, it breaks my heart, <laughs> but there's just something about scary movies that I've always loved. Like really, really have always loved. Okay. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope the tips help. You can find the podcast, the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon. Under Florence Legally Burnett Bonafide Legal, Legal Podcast, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Burnett. You can find me on Facebook under my name and under my law office uh, page as well. My website for my law office is BrummerLaw.com. Be back in two weeks. Thanks. Bye-bye.